We've all seen other parents lose it at times, at a restaurant, the mall, or the grocery store checkout line. Sometimes we wonder why the parents don't have better control of their emotions and their children. Other times we're just thankful that it isn't happening to us. Today, my guest, Becky Kopitsky, will be talking about identifying your cranky triggers. Becky is a mom of two, an author, speaker, and writing coach. For the past 10 years, she's been blogging about motherhood and discovered that she wasn't alone in the frustrations, irritability, and resentment that bubbles up over the smallest mishaps draining all our joy. In her book, Cranky Mom Fix, Becky shares that crankiness does not have to control us. We can kick crankiness in the pants and reclaim joy for our family's life. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood, Becky. It's so good to have you on the show. Hi, Sharon. Thanks so much for having me today. This is going to be a fun conversation. This is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there are just little things and big things that could make mom (laughs) cranky. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So let's talk about how we can create a happier home and how we can avoid some of these angry mom triggers. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So tell me, why do you think there is a need to know of your specific anger triggers? Well, I believe it's important to know what you're fighting against. And so when you can identify what triggers you to be cranky with the kids or with your spouse, then you're battling a known adversary versus not even understanding what causes you to feel that way in the first place, in which case it's very hard to tackle the enemy unless you know who it is. And of course, we all know that the root of this is is sin and it's Mm -hmm. the enemy who wants to tempt us into thinking that it's all the kids are making me cranky. Right. But really it's all rooted in the heart. And so I think understanding your triggers just becomes, it's a, it's a spiritual exploration of, you know, why, why am I, why am I acting this way? But what is at the root of it? Why am I feeling the need to act this way in the first place? And Mm -hmm. it's interesting how many moms don't actually even understand what triggers them. And when you Mm -hmm. do, then you can learn how to prevent it, how to manage it. But first you've really got to know what it is that sets you off. Right, right. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I know that there are moments of times when I'm angry. It's when I am hormonal. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really? That's You're not alone there. (laughs) I I know that when the day spikes up, I'm like, oh, gosh, it's that time (laughs) of the month. (laughs) Yes. And, and and it's that's real though, right? That's a reality of life. It's a reality of living as a woman and a mom, and and it, that is one of the triggers. And and I like to think of triggers in terms of categories. And mm-hmm. and you hit it right on the head. One of them is physical. Mm-hmm. You know, if for me, it's if I'm fatigued, if I'm really exhausted, or if I have a, have a headache. Oh, then it's very easy for me just to snap at everybody in my path. Mm. Just consider what are those triggers? You know, like you said, is it hormonal? But then there are other things beyond the physical, of course, you know, emotional. If I'm really worried about something or if I've just gotten some bad news, it's a lot easier for me to be distracted or um, to not respond kindly, or maybe I'm just, I'm going through some stress at work, or I just had a conflict with my spouse and, you know, arguments with our husbands now that. Mm-hmm. can, you know, easily give us a foundation of crankiness and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and all sorts of other things. Environmental for me, if I'm, if I am 
this is terrible, Sharon, but I live in Wisconsin, right? It doesn't, it, we don't typically have hot days here. And so in the summertime, if we have a 95 degree day and the air conditioning breaks, I do not cope well. <laughs> so, I mean, just think about what your environmental triggers might be. And there are all these things to consider before we point the finger at the kids for their behavior. Right. Right, right. Now, I, I know you named um, physical, emotional. What are some other angry triggers you could share with us? Yeah, well, spiritual is a big one. I find that if I'm if I'm neglecting prayer or time right. with God and I'm trying to do this whole mom thing on my own strength, it's so much easier for me to fall into the pit of despair and crankiness. And right, so, right. you know, that, that's an, that's another big one for me. In addition to those, you know, physical and emotional triggers and, and um, again, environmental could mean what's going on in your schedule. Over scheduling, I think is a huge trigger for a lot of us. When we're just rushing from place to place and we're living with the family, but not for the family, yeah. it can become very easy to get bogged down by a checklist of what needs to get done next. In which case, if the kids dawdle or they don't, you know, they're not really enthusiastic about going to soccer practice or karate class, that can be a trigger for us because, well, we're on this schedule and we've right. got to get you places. And, and that's another reason just to reevaluate. What are your priorities? Are you living them out? And is it your lack of, of managing your own priorities that's causing a trigger that leads to crankiness? Right. So many different aspects of, of how this might come about in a mom's life, but it's just important to identify what they are. Yeah, I could definitely relate with the schedule. I mean, I'm such, um, I guess, a type A personality person that, yeah. and because I'm a producer by nature, <laughs> everything has to be on schedule. And yeah. so, <laughs> and so I realized this week, uh, Monday was a great day because I was like, well, okay, if she doesn't eat at this time, it's going to be fine. We're going to do school and just continue on our day. Yeah. And just, you know, we'll just be a half an hour, 45 minutes late. And it was so much of a better day. <laughs> right, because you just decided ahead of time that the schedule could be off for a day, right? right. But if and you were I, constantly trying to catch up with your day, you would have been cranky over that. Yeah, and I think it's also a control issue, you know, and, um, and as we're talking, I mean, obviously God has called us to have self-control, and to have self-control on not having those control issues, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's generally how it works. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now what does an angry trigger look like? Well, it's, I suppose it looks different for all of us, but when we're triggered, I, I like to describe it this way. I feel as though there is another version of me crawling out of my skin. I know in the moment I really should not be blowing up right now, but mm. it's almost as though you can't, you can't help it. You can actually, you know, and that's what the, the whole cranky mom fix process is about, but we feel a lack of control. We feel like self-control has been thrown out the window. <laughs> and, and in that moment, I know in my head, I'm about to rip somebody to shreds or, you know, I'm a, even if it's not a, a huge mom fail, mm -hmm. but even if it's just an, an unkind word or, um, or a tone of voice that's spoken in haste and impatient, I know that I don't actually want to convey that kind of a tone to my family, right? but I do it anyway, right. because my triggers have gotten me overwhelmed. And so it, it could look different for each one of us. Maybe it does look like that mom who's scolding her kid in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it, 
it looks like me ushering my kids out the door, you know, like school doesn't wait for us people, you know, or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. It could be speaking unkindly to my husband while my kids are in the room. Mm. There are just so many ways that our anger can bubble up and come out of our mouths Mm. or out of our actions. And so, you know, I, I encourage moms to identify what does it look like when you have tripped a trigger? What is that behavior that you're generating towards your kids that is not actually conducive to a good relationship with them or to showing them by example how to handle frustrations? Right. Right. Yeah. Those are really great points. I mean, so much mental work, mental work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to, right? The whole idea of being able to take every thought captive. Yeah. And it really becomes a spiritual discipline in understanding in your head. This is what I'm about to do. And your heart still wants to, you know, splatter out at the kids, but it becomes an, a, really a matter of practicing. How do I put my faith into action in the moment? How do mm-hmm. I put truth into action in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you talked about how do I put truth and faith in action? Can you elaborate on that? Like how can moms do that? Sure. That's a great question. And it's something that I practiced and discovered over time. I actually have habits, disciplines that I've built into my life in order to prevent the uh, outpouring of crankiness. And mm-hmm. so of course, the first thing is to, is just to remain in the root, remain your relationship with the Lord needs to be solid. You need to spend time with the Lord. You need to be praying with, you know, with him. Um, I, you know, for your kids, you, there needs to be a foundation of relationship with the Lord to begin with. And we're mm-hmm. all going to have seasons where, where we feel nearer or further from the Lord, or we feel like we've got put time to our Bible or we haven't. And, but that's not even what I'm necessarily talking about. I'm talking about, are you, are you putting Jesus at the center of your family? Mm-hmm. And if so, then there are, then you know that this is not the way that he wants you to treat your kids. So, and then beyond that practical advice, like I use something called the quick switch. It's just something I, I coined. It's a phrase I coined, but I learned it from a mentor. She, she taught me that in a moment when you're feeling a trigger is being tripped and you are about to, to snap at your family or to yell or to get angry or to grumble, just stop in the moment and immediately replace that thought with either scripture that you've memorized that applies to the moment or with a list of affirming truths. So for example, this is, this is example I like to use. If, if my husband leaves his ice cream bowl in this in the sink and doesn't put it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So let's say that's a common trigger for me because, oh my goodness, he's done it again. <laughs> you know, what am I, the maid? I'm not saying this actually happens in my house. Right, right. I, may, I may or may not be saying that. <laughs> actually, it's the example that my, my mentor used. She said, my husband would always leave his bowl in the sink. And I would say, why, you know, why doesn't he put it in the dishwasher? But instead of looking at that bowl and coming up with a list of things she is angry about, she immediately flips the switch and says, he is a really loyal dad. He, um, you know, he took our sons to the baseball game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he um, he knows how to fix the sink. Right. Just have a list at the ready right. of the positives about the person that you are about to rip to shreds. Yeah. And it really it, then you'll recognize really how inconsequential the frustration is compared to the greater blessing of the people in your life. Another, another, uh, what sort of a trick that I like to use is just to get goofy. Sometimes I think we take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. So in the moment of wanting to scold the kids or blow up because I'm so frustrated or there's too much noise going on or, or whatever, I will just, in the moment, I will yell out a knock, knock joke. 
you know, cause I really want to yell, right. It's sort of a, it's a physical <laughs> trigger thing. You really want to yell. And, and it's a, it's sort of a cortisol thing. You want to release the cortisol. And so, <laughs> so yell out, knock, knock. And then the kids will look at you like you're nuts and <laughs> just be ready with a knock, knock joke or sing. I used to sing the veggie tales theme song at the top of my lungs, just in okay. the moment that I was really bad or just start dancing, you know, and again, that gets rid of the stress physically. It's gets rid of the physical stress and the kids will look at you like, what in the world are you doing dancing mother? And, and it just dispels the frustration in the moment. You just have to be willing to do it and put right. in a little practice until it becomes not natural, but at least you will understand that you have an opportunity when you get frustrated to treat it differently. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's so funny because that's what my husband would always say, too, about, you know, uh, finding the positive in people and and just seeing how they are a blessing than talking about their faults. Um, yeah. And so and, and I could totally relate with the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, Sharon. What are you talking about? It's it's funny. I mean, I'm sure my husband wouldn't mind me sharing this, but you know, he he there there are times whereby he would take the cereal box and then he would just leave it on the counter. Yes. And for several times, I'm just like, why does he just keep doing that? So one day at the right? dinner table, it's because he wants to make your life miserable, right? <laughs> this is what goes through our heads. Like in he my head, is just testing me. In my head, I'm like, why can't he just put it back in the pantry, right? And and um and at dinner table, I just asked him. I said, is there a reason why you keep leaving the cereal box on the counter? Very calmly, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> Right. And, and I just started laughing because I'm like, wow, I can't believe how calm I was. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Handled that beautifully. But if you think about it, you know, God has blessed you with no marriage is perfect. Right. Right. But God has blessed you with this relationship where, you know, in, in your team and you're raising your kids and, and there's so many gifts and blessings in that relationship. Why are we going to overshadow all the positive with one frustration over a cereal box? Right. But that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We allow the frustrations to become so big. It's all we think about and it colors our relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. And I have a lot of examples like that. <laughs> and I'm sure he's got a lot that he deals with me too. So all right. <laughs> but he's a much more patient person than I am. <laughs> There's always that. I always remind myself, you know what? He married a sinner too. So (laughs) (laughs) now, you know, as we're talking about our angry triggers and um, some of the ways, how, how do we deal with those angry triggers? Well, there are ways to, you know, manage them in the moment, like we just talked about, but Mm -hmm. also we need to, in general, give them to the Lord Mm -hmm. and acknowledge that, that we are, allowing sin, basically, let's call it what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, all of us are imperfect. And, mm-hmm. and so we're, we are allowing it to affect our relationships and to affect the tone in our homes. And so overall, besides, of course, the practical application it is just talk with the Lord about it. Pray over how he would have you see your role as a mom, how mm-hmm. he would see, how he would have you see, how does he want you to interact with your kids? Mm-hmm. And then determine with the Lord that you are going to do something about it because there are a lot of us who just will say, Oh, that's just being a mom. You know, I'm just, I'm just cranky. It's part of motherhood or, you know, my kids annoy me and it's just part of being a mom. Well, actually it's just part of being a sinner. Um, and 
that doesn't mean it's an excuse though, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. because what happens is if we just allow day over day, these triggers to make us cranky, then eventually what we've built is a legacy of crankiness. Mm. And so it's no longer a bad day, right? It's a lifetime of what you're known for. Right. And, and when I recognized that, I thought, no way. I am not letting Satan get my family. I yeah. am not going to be known for being a cranky, impatient mother. And right. that's when I realized I really had to get a handle on it. Yeah. Amen. Now, what happens if we failed and allowed our anger to take over? Well, and that's going to happen, right? It's it's going to happen a lot, especially <laughs> especially in the beginning when you're just sort of getting a handle on this, right? Right. And, and and so the first thing is to recognize you are human and you are a sinner and you're going to mess up because mm -hmm. that is what we do here on earth. Um, again, doesn't make it okay, but it means it's already been covered by God's grace. Mm -hmm. And so accept his grace and recognize that God is not keeping score and it, and acknowledge his grace, embrace it receive it. And then there are steps, practical steps we can take to repair that situation in our home. So if we've just had a nasty mom fail, the first thing is to humble yourself, humble yourself before God and before mm -hmm. your children. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll ask God, reveal my part in this. And then I want to own it. And I'm going to back down. That's, I call it the deflating moment when you get all, you know, sort of puffed up with that anger. So deflate, humble yourself. Mm -hmm. And then I acknowledge the mistake. And by that, I mean, I talk about it with my kids. I tell right. them, look, I messed up. So, you know, for example, the, you know, not too long ago, I, I mean, I still grapple with it. Right. So there was a moment in the car and I the girls were chattering about something or bickering with each other. And I had had it was a trigger. I was under deadlines. I had gotten some bad news that day. I was very um, in my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I just I raised my voice at them and realized that what I had done was not the healthy way to respond. And so mm -hmm. I acknowledged it and I, and you know, I, I deflated and I said, look, that was not the right way for me to speak to you. And please understand it's my issue. It's not you. It's my issue that caused that. So I want them to understand that doesn't dilute my authority. Mm -hmm. It reveals my dependence on Jesus. Mm. And then I asked them for forgiveness and I'll just say, will you please forgive me? I should not have done that. And it's amazing how our kids will right. forgive us. Right. They, they, they are eager to share forgiveness with us. But, but then beyond that, I do still hold my kids responsible. So I'll say, I responded poorly. Here's what was going on in my head. And this is why I did it. And that's no excuse. I just want you to understand mm -hmm. this is what I'm going through. So can you help me? Can you, can you help me by not bickering? Right. Can't, could hold them responsible for their part in the situation. Can you help me by getting along? Well, can you help me by doing those dishes for me today? Because I, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm having these triggers and I'm frustrated and that's not your fault. That's not your responsibility. It's mine, but here's how we can work together so that you can help me mm -hmm. and empower the kids to do something about it. Not putting the responsibility on them. Mm -hmm. I, I very much acknowledge this is me and my issue but you have a part to play in it. And can we work together, especially if part of the trigger was their behavior, because that's a part of it. It's not the core. It's not usually the core. Right. We're pretty fast to say, well, my kids are making me mad. Well, sure. They might be the final straw on a lot of cases, mm -hmm. you know, but often it's something else going on, on in ourselves underlying. But humble yourself, ask forgiveness, make the kids a part of the conversation if they're old enough. If they're younger, just get on your knees and say, mommy needs Jesus. Will you pray with me? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. Um, those are some really great advice. Uh, Becky, can you tell me a little bit more about your book, Cranky Mom Fix, and what our audience could find in there? Sure. Well, the Cranky Mom Fix really is a progression that takes a mom through um, the process of, I like to say, um, not just repairing, but really strengthening her relationship with her kids and with her family mm. and transforming from the mom who is frustrated all the time with her family to the mom who enjoys her family. We want the freedom to enjoy these gifts that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Even though we are in a family of imperfect people and we're all going to sin, we're all going to mess up. But how can we? be intentional about becoming the kinder and gentler mom. And so we really follow a, a process from first discovering who, who, what, what are your triggers? Who's the real enemy? We've talked about that, but then discover how to meet your kids where they are. We go through several chapters on the idea of identifying who did God create your child to be and how can you best enter his or her world mm. in order to nurture the child that God actually gave you, not the one you imagined you're supposed to have. Right. And, and then we talk about discipline, discipline that works, that is grace-filled, but also in a way that trains our kids who Jesus is and the role that he has in their lives. And, you know, I've got practical tools in there, practical tools and tips for discipline, but really it still comes down to us disciplining our own hearts in raising our kids in a way that is aligned with God's will for them. And then finally, we wrap up by talking about how we can be the fun family. So now we, you know, we've one of the practical applications of getting rid of that cranky monster is now you really get to be free to enjoy your family. And so I use the word fun as an acronym. So F is for establishing an environment of forgiveness for your kids. U is doing the unexpected, breaking out of the normal routine and having popcorn and ice cream for dinner or whatever it is. Just create an environment where your kids are enjoying your company. And then number three is to nurture. Again, nurture who God created your children to be. And that means engaging with them at their level, doing activities that they enjoy and inviting them to do activities that you enjoy and just really building that relationship with your kids of quality time spent. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that at the end of it, I mean, before the Cranky Mom Fix was a book, it was a live coaching program with a number of moms we went through and, and the transformation was real. And they had such beautiful stories about how they were kinder, they were gentler, they were more mindful, and they were enjoying their kids more. And that's the ultimate goal is to be in relationship like God wants us to be in relationship, but to see it as the gift that it is, even with its frustrations. Because God's given us family for many, many purposes, of course, to chisel us and to build our character, but also for enjoyment of relationship with with other people who are paramount in our lives. And so why not enjoy it in the process? So that's what the Cranky Mom Fix is all about. Amen. That's really great. Now, where can they find this book? Cranky Mom Fix is available really any place books are sold. So you can find it, of course, online at Amazon, also Barnes and Noble on occasion, Target, Walmart. They've got it in stock online. Mm-hmm. Um, but any any place books are sold, essentially, Cranky Mom Fix is going to be in the catalog. So I encourage all moms who are struggling with this area to, to pick it up. And I pray that it will bless you and equip you and help you transform into that kinder, gentler mom that can enjoy your kids more than you scold them. Great. Awesome. Now, Becky, before we end the show, can you, is there anything else that you'd like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Mm, yeah, just know that Jesus loves you. 
Really, it comes down to that. We we burden ourselves with a lot of guilt over how we behave or don't behave, the things we say and do or don't say and do. And I think when it really comes down to it, we put a lot more pressure on ourselves to parent in a certain way um, than God does, I think, especially with a lot of worldly voices out there and pressure to in the Christian circles to be a certain kind of person, just embrace who God created you to be the style of mothering that he gave you Mm. and the children that he gave you, because only God creates people, whether by birth or by adoption, God planted your children in your arms for a reason. You are the mother who is designed for these people. And so embrace that and love your kids, knowing that God is with you every step of the way, giving you a whole lot more grace than you probably give to yourself. Right. Amen. Becky, I'm just going to thank you so much for joining us on this uh, podcast. Uh, Before we end the show, I'm just going to say a quick prayer, if you don't mind. Wonderful. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for Becky and just sharing, Lord, about uh, mom triggers, Lord, mom angry triggers. Father, I pray, God, that you help mothers identify, Lord, their triggers. But more importantly, I pray, Father, that, Lord, that you draw them closer to you and that they may know that you are loved by you, that they are loved by you, Lord God. I pray, Father, my God, that um, when an angry trigger happens, Lord God, that you would show them immediately and how to um, how to quickly uh, release it, Lord, to you. Father, we just uh, thank you, Lord God. We pray against, Lord God, the work of the enemy. We pray, Father, that, Lord, that you will come um, to help these mothers, Lord God, to create a more joyful family environment, Lord God. Lord, we pray that there be no room for any angry triggers that that does not belong to you, Lord God. God, we just thank you and just praise you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to Gems of Motherhood, where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in Him.